Coming up, we're previewing tonight's opener for the Hangtown 100 at Placerville. There's news from the United Rebel Sprint Series and Power Eye, and we go wishful thinking about Geo Selzy as a full-time outlaw driver. Let's go. Today is Thursday, November 18th, 2021. Welcome into Dirt Tracker Daily. I'm Justin Fiedler. The USAC Midget West Coast Swing continues tonight at Placerville Speedway for the opening day of the Hangtown 100 weekend. There's a lot to watch for this weekend, including the ongoing championship battle. Plus, you'll have Kyle Larson and Chase Elliott in the field. Larson is the defending event winner from back in 2019, and he'll be looking to win again at Placerville, a place he calls his home track. The three-day event will feature a format similar to Trophy Cup with prelim feature events Thursday and Friday, each of which will pay $5,000 to the winner. That leads into Saturday's 100-lap main event that will pay $20,000 to the winner. The champion of the three-day points total will win an additional twelve dollars Larson has only made one official USAC appearance this season in a midget at the BC39 at Indy, which was an event he won. Back to 2020, he has 10 total USAC midget starts with 10 top 10s, 9 top 5s, and 5 wins. Uh, 50% win percentage are certainly not bad. His worst finish was a 9th at Merced last November. He's definitely going to be the favorite all weekend, I think, here at Placerville. As for his Hendrick Motorsports teammate, Chase Elliott, he's got 4 appearances in a midget with USAC this season, including both nights at Bubba to start 2021 the July race at Red Dirt, and the BC39. His best finish was a 14th at Bubba. Elliott has driven for Chad Boat and Chase Briscoe in past races. That included the Chili Bowl, but will be in a second Kyle Larson-owned midget this weekend. The NASCAR Next Gen car test is ongoing at the Charlotte Motor Speedway today, and Chase is participating, so I'm guessing he'll have to beat feet to get to Placerville later this afternoon for tonight's racing. Elsewhere in the field, we'll have to keep an eye on Buddy Kofoid and Chris Windham as they continue the battle for the season championship. Kofoid enters tonight with a four-point lead over Windham with six race nights left. I'm assuming all three nights at Placerville are full points, even with the differing format. Normally, when an event doesn't pay points uh, or is a feature or show-up points only event, it's marked on the USEC schedule page, and these three nights are not marked as so. Buddy is currently riding a streak of 17 straight top 10 finishes with Wyndham on a 10 race streak himself. Justin Grant has also been fast lately winning at Arizona Speedway and having the third best average finish in the series over the previous five nights. And besides the usual cast of characters, you'll also see names like Tanner Carrick, Shane Golubic, Zeb Wise, Ryan Bernal, Mitchell Moles, Maria Kofer, Carson Macedo, Ryan Robinson, Corey Eliason, and a whole lot more the next couple of nights. If you're an East Coaster like me, you'll probably have to stay up late tonight to watch on Flow Racing, but the payoff should be worth it. Placerville is a cool little joint that provides some great racing. It's been a busy few weeks and months for Terry Maddox, but his future just got a little busier with the announcement yesterday that he and partner Kerry Gorby have purchased the United Rebel Sprint Series from founder Rick Salem. If you are unaware, the URSS is a 305 sprint car series that races in Kansas and Missouri at tracks like 81 Speedway, Dodge City, and Belleville, Kansas. Maddox, who also owns the 305 Oil Capital Racing Series, will keep the two separate, but said there will be some overlapping events as they try and build 305 racing in the Midwest. 
On top of this news, it was previously announced that Maddox is taking over ownership of the ASCS from founder Emmett Hahn, and he continues to operate the now 600 series for MicroSprint. So certainly a lot going on for Terry. In other Midwest Sprint Car Series news, PowerEye announced yesterday their intention to start a winged 410 series for 2022. The release says the series will focus on the Missouri Valley area with somewhere between 20 and 35 events for next year, with racing centered around Lake Ozark Speedway. It sounds like there's still a lot of details to work out here, but they will utilize a standard pill draw into qualifying for heat races format. We don't uh, yet know a schedule, the points payout, purses, rules, or who might compete. PowerEye currently sanctions National and West Midgets, several sprint car divisions, including War plus Micro Sprint and other action. It'll be interesting to see how this all fits together and plays out. There's already a decent amount of 410 racing in this general area with things like MOA. You know, the IRA comes south once in a while, plus all the weekly tracks. And Knoxville is only really 250 miles from Lake Ozark, for example. PowerEye and Kenny Brown, though, must feel pretty good about it, but you have to wonder on the surface if there are enough cars to support more 410 races in this area. We'll definitely have to see how this plays out. For more information on PowerEye, visit PowerEye.com. That's P-O-W-R-I.com. I saw somewhere recently where people were talking about their wish list of full-time drivers next season for the World of Outlaws Sprint Car Series. And going through some stats in the analytics section of DirtTracker.com, one driver I'd like to see full-time as an outlaw in the future is Gio Selzy. I don't think it'll happen next year, as I think the KCP team will continue to kind of run a pick-and-choose schedule. They'll focus on Knoxville a lot and then wherever else they want to race. But hopefully it's something we'll get to see in the future. And I think it's important to remember here that Gio is only 20 years old at this point. But since 2018, Gio has 122 outlaw starts and has gotten better every single year. In limited starts in 2018, 2019, and 2020, his yearly average finishes were 12.33, 12.89, and 12 even. He picked up two wins along the way and plenty of top five and top 10 finishes. 2021, though, was a sizable leap forward, and it coincided with more starts for Gio than ever before. He appeared 49 times out of a possible 78, which includes the Knoxville Nationals. And even in a year in which he had three different crew chiefs, they were Tyler Swank, Bernie Stubgen, and Dylan Buswell, he picked up another win and had 12 top fives and 29 top tens. It resulted in his best season-long average finish today at 9.71. If that average finish played out over the course of a full season, Gio would have finished 7th in the standings with the Outlaws this year, right in front of James McFadden. J-Mac actually had a better average finish than Selzy, but don't forget he missed six nights at the beginning of the season. Gio still has plenty of room to improve as well as he only moved forward from his starting position in 39% of his starts, and his future plus-minus was just barely positive at plus-9. At the end of the year, though, things were going in the right direction with new crew chief Buswell. They finished top 10 in four of the last five outlaw races they competed in, including that win at Lakeside. They stumbled on night one at World Finals with a C-main appearance, but that's definitely an outlier for this team, something you wouldn't expect to happen very often. If we're talking about a short list of possible future outlaw drivers, Gio has to be near the top. Now let me pose this question to you. Who is a driver or two you think could compete next season on tour with the outlaws? Uh, Obviously right off the top, somebody like Tyler Courtney comes to mind here as well. Drop me a comment and let me know your thoughts about this topic. There are two shows on the streaming platforms today, both of those happening on Flow Racing. They have night one of the Hangtown 100, like I just mentioned from Placerville. They also have Flow 24-7. 
To see the full daily streaming schedule with links to watch, visit dirttracker.com slash watch tonight. And if you missed it from yesterday or this morning, I posted a new Dirt Tracker Conversations episode, this one with USAC Sprint Car Champion Brady Bacon. You can find that in the podcast feed and on the YouTube channel, so check that out today if you haven't yet. That's it for the show today. Hope you have a good Thursday. If you have thoughts about the topics on today's show, please leave them in the comments below or tweet at me. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow for more Dirt Tracker Daily.